necessarily represent those of the management and staff of WTCA. It's the What's Your Opinion show, our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bodorf and Rusty Nixon. Oh, you got new headphones? I got new headphones, but I left it on my desk. Oh, so you're going to be able to hear out of both ears well, now. Well, I'm using this old pad right now. <laughs> that other pair I had, I could only hear out of one ear, and yep. then it went away. So oh. I was sitting here part of the time with headphones on. That didn't work? And didn't work a thing. I could still hear you talking, so well. I just left them on. But yeah, <laughs> if I would move the wire just right, there, you know, it's working. I... So... They have ways to fix that, Kathy. And just buy a new pair. <laughs> it's like anything else. Who, unfortunately, you know, fix it, fix it shops and that kind of stuff. Don't don't have much of a business anymore. No, well, things are not designed to be fixed. They're designed to be thrown away and purchased new. That's the That's whole right. way that we live nowadays. I can remember the Kirby sweeper my mom had. Of, I thought it was an antique when she had it, and that was. 25 years ago yes but no, but you would take it to the, in our case back in the day you'd take it to ralph reed yeah the repairman and he would fix it for yeah. us so well, now you just throw it away go out to the box store buy a new one yeah yeah everything's in pla everything is plastic in there the yeah. kirby was metal I why, wish would I had... want, why would you want metal why would yeah. you want something that would last last forever i mean in reality, you can just about plan to buy a sweeper every year, especially if you have pets. Um, that dang animal hair. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> now I have hardwood floors, so oh, I'm the sweeper. Oh, I have. I haven't decided if that's easier or not. Um, no. <laughs> I was gonna say they're they're nice, but no, uh, they have to be. What I need is one of those, sweeper one of things. those new sweeper things where it it mops and, and vacuums. Oh, that, yes, I've seen that. Uh, I haven't seen them in the stores. Anywhere. I've seen the commercials, but that's what I need because I, just ask Bob; he'll go online and find it for you. I'm sure he will. <laughs> um, I you, the thing is, you can sweep it all you want to, but if you don't swiffer it after you sweep it, it's not really clean. So oh yeah okay. So it's been both, but that's what I mean. We need to get the one that's both. And it's, you know, just judging from the fact that it would be really nice and convenient to have and really help make my life better, uh, it probably costs several thousand dollars. So, um, You know, that's kind of like those uh, my kids have in South Carolina, mostly hardwood floors now, and, but they have Kevin, the automatic sweeper, the little round disc thing. Kevin? That comes, yeah, its name's Kevin. Oh, so it's the robot that's doing mm -hmm. surveillance of you for yes. the major robots that are going to infiltrate your home <laughs> and take you as a captive. Yep, I got it. Yes, that's good, what good it is. Oh, but it's a good robot. Uh-uh, no such thing. 
No such thing. Yeah. I, I don't think I would have one of those, honestly. Heard too many weird things about them. Really? And not like robots taking over the world weird things, but they'll get in a corner and just stay there oh, for hours yeah, and hours. It does get and they'll stuck. get caught on everything. It does. You know, I've heard about them running away because they got tired of their owners, <laughs> that kind of thing. So. Um, I'm not sure about that, but it does occasionally get stuck, especially if, like, you know, some grandchild leaves a toy on the floor and it, it just kind of goes right over it sometimes. See, I'm wondering, would it sweep up my dog? I uh, know. It would oh, not sweep okay. up your dog. I promise you that. Well, that's a little better. Okay. We are going to have Commissioner Mike Burroughs in on the show uh, a little bit later on this morning Ooh. to talk about the commissioner's meeting yesterday. And then we also, in the afternoon, had a joint commissioner and county council meeting to talk about the special lit local well, income right. tax. Yeah. Um, and we did have drainage board yesterday morning, too. So, three meetings yesterday. That's a, that's a trifecta. <laughs> yeah, That's well, a full meal deal. Uh, but let's jump into some news. Uh, the Marsh County Sheriff's Department is asking for the public's uh, assistance in getting information on a hit-and-run accident that happened Saturday evening about 6.30. Uh, deputies were dispatched to the Tea Garden area in reference to a hit-and-run of a pedestrian. The accident occurred in the area of First Road and Redwood Road. The vehicle has been described as an older model silver SUV with a square body, possibly like a Chevy Tahoe or something similar to that. Okay. Uh, the vehicle struck the, the pedestrian and continued traveling eastbound. Uh, the pedestrian did receive some minor injuries uh, and was treated at the scene. So probably just more like scrapes and right. that cuts and scrapes or whatever. But anyone who has information pertaining to this hit and run is asked to call the Marshall County Sheriff's Department at 574-936-3187. Just riding your bike along, minding your own business, and boom, it happens. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yes, out of nowhere. And I bet, I bet there was a Roomba involved. <laughs> I don't think so okay not out on the street well i'm just thinking you know, outside the box well, hey think about think about this rusty outside the box maybe you know the city has a street sweeper yeah that goes around and doesn't seem to go around as often as it used to but um they could map out the city and the street sweeper could be robotic. Oh, that would be a good idea. And just go by itself. You know? That would be a good idea. That thing weighs, what, 10,000 pounds? <laughs> it's the size of, a size of a small house. You'd have it plowing through residences and just demolishing them and everything. No, I, I, no. I don't think that's a good idea Would you at buy all. a car that has that self-steering mechanism stuff in it? I don't know. I can parallel park. Oh, I can too. But, I mean, if the machine would do it for me, I just don't know if I could trust it. No, you can't. I'm, I'm like, Ugh. You can't. Uh, yeah. I'm, the self-driving cars are attractive to me. I don't trust them. I would love to have a car that drove itself. It, I really would. But You just Google in where yeah. you want to go, oh, yeah. type it in. That'd be fabulous. Away. I'd love it. I hate driving. But 
I don't trust them. I don't yeah, trust them. I'm kind of where you are. Not yet. Way too early. Too and personally, I'd rather see some tracks on the road where it actually gets, you put something yeah. down into the groove yeah. and then you go along. Like so a it, roller coaster. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Not just. Like a cable car. Blindly go oh, yeah. along. You know, you get in the mountains and in uh, Tennessee down in there going over to South Carolina. It's like, oh, I'm a nervous wreck anyways driving it. But yeah. then. And I'm going to drive this with no hands on the wheel? No. No, I don't. There are too many robots involved. I got no no interest <laughs> in that. But, you know, you, you mentioned tracks for it to get in. Yes. They do have something like that. It's called a train. Oh, <laughs> they do. <laughs> so, I know. Um, Andy would Bain you is, take Andy a train? Bain, oh, yes. You I would? would love to take the train. It, it's yeah. a little slower, but... If, it is. Believe me, if I have the time to get to a place, I'd much rather take the train. I think you have to think of the train as the beginning of your vacation. That this is part of my vacation, the yeah. experience of riding on the train. Oh, yeah. It's not just getting me from my location to my destination no. where I want to be. This is part of my vacation. This totally thing. agree with Hop that. Hop on the train. Yeah. yeah. I would love to do that. Yeah. Probably isn't going to happen. Probably not going to no. happen for me. Either, well, I'm thinking, you know, that, that might be the way I retire. I'll become a hobo. I'll I just actually, jump trains and go from place <laughs> to place. So. I actually did ask Andy when he was here in the last time about going to South Carolina on the train. I thought mm -hmm. that might be kind of fun for Jim yeah. and I one day to do it. But, well, but yeah. we had to get on like in Selpan or Elkhart, go out to Washington, D.C., Change trains there and then go down. But see, to wouldn't that be South cool? Carolina, you get to see all yeah, kinds of stuff honestly, you've never seen. If I could take the extra time, yeah, I think that would be neat. Yeah, get to go to Washington. You could get a longer layover, go see some stuff there. Do they have internet on the train? Well, I'm sure they do. I have to be able to work from the train. Totally sure they have it there. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, we really got off track. Oh yes, there, we but did. That's okay. Um, another police report, <clears throat> excuse me, this one comes from the Marshall County Sheriff's Department, and on Saturday, about 3.30 in the afternoon, deputies were dispatched to the area of Michigan Road and Fifth Road uh, in reference to a two-vehicle accident. Uh, during their investigation, it was determined That Terry Dipert of Walkerton was driving an 85 Chevy pickup northbound on Michigan Road where he rear-ended a 2016 Dodge Ram that was stopped waiting to make a left-hand turn into a residence. Mr. Dipert was transported to the hospital for his injuries while Michael Patrick, who was driving the Dodge Ram, was not. he was just treated at the scene. Mm -hmm. uh, the Marshall County deputies were assisted by La Paz Fire and La Paz EMS. But fortunately, not severe inju injuries or anything. That so is that's good. a good thing. Yeah. Definitely. And then the Marshall County Sheriff's Department uh, conducted a traffic stop Sunday afternoon, just afternoon, about 1230, uh, on US 30 in the area of 14th Road. 14th Road, that is the road south of... The Humane Society. Okay. See, people can figure that out then. Uh, during the traffic stop, uh, the K-9 diesel was deployed and alerted to the presence of narcotics in the vehicle. Uh, officers did a search and located suspected drugs. The, di the driver was identified as Michael Greenfield. He's 37 years old and from Peru. 
He was found to be driving while suspended with a prior charge. So now he's got, what, driving while suspended with a prior and a prior. <laughs> okay. Um, he was taken to the jail. Uh, and while he was at the jail, they located suspected methamphetamine on his person. Maybe he had it in his pants pocket while he was getting booked in. I don't know. I forgot to take it out or forgot to tell him that he oh. had it. Oh, man. I like they it. wouldn't notice. Yeah. That's my brother's. He gave it to me to hold for him back at the <laughs> back at the store that we were at. Uh, Greenfield was booked in for trafficking with an inmate. So that is bringing drugs into the jail. Possession of methamphetamine. Legend drug deception. And driving while suspended with a prior charge. His cash bond was set at $1,500. And he will be in Marshall Superior Court number three. On October the 19th. Number three. Number three. Number three. Yes. Now this other, this next story actually comes from the Latino Festival. Okay. And Jim and I actually went down to the Latino Festival and and spent a couple of hours down there. Cool. Really just watching the people waiting. We missed the dancers and we got there too early for the band. So we sat and waited and the band finally started up so we listened to them for a little bit then we made our way back to the camper well there you go yes um i will tell you too i i haven't heard but i believe they had a wonderful turnout oh yeah for the latina festival there's a lot of folks food booths were packed while we were there i mean packed so yeah we didn't even didn't even venture over there. We went to King Gyros and got some ribs instead. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, ribs is a good choice. Yeah, and took that out to the camper and ate it. But. Yeah. But while, th- and this happened after we had left, uh, Plymouth police were called to the Latino Festival Saturday evening about 8.30 for an in- intoxicated male subject who was causing a problem. Officer Stamper was close and responded for the assistance call. Uh, He made contact with the festival director who was attempting to calm down this male subject. It was 43-year-old Christopher J. Miller, who lives on Garrow Street here in Plymouth. He was arrested for public intoxicated uh, intoxication and put in the jail, had a $250 cash bond. He was released Sunday about 4 o'clock in the afternoon after posting bond and given a Initial hearing in Marshall Superior Court number two on October the nineteenth. So didn't they have a similar situation at the Blueberry Festival oh, a couple of weeks ago? Probably. Uh, see, see, seems to me there was a shirtless man that oh, yes. was causing trouble at yes the gate or so. something. Yes, and it was kind of the same deal where it was actually somebody posted on this article on Facebook. Wasn't he the guy that was arrested at the Blueberry Festival too? Well, I don't. So I don't, I don't know. Remember the guy's name, but uh, I, I do remember a similar situation. I mean, you know, it sounded more like the Blueberry situation. It was somebody trying to get on cops because <laughs> shirtless man. That was... You know, we should invite him to come to our town for an event like that and see see just, what they can. Just trying to get on a television yeah. show. It was their audition for uh, cops. Okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah. So we have uh, another arrest. This is a South Bend man who was arrested on Sunday by Plymouth police for operating while intoxicated. 
uh, Officer Krynak stopped the vehicle driven by Anastasia Anastasia um, Ros- Rosas R- and Stasio A-N-S-T-A-C-I-O I'm beginning to know Anastasio like paper Bum, 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 bum. It starts out with... Anastasio Rios. Rios. Anastasio Rios. Rios, yes. He's from South Bend. Uh, he was pulled over by Officer Crynock for several traffic infractions at Michigan and Skylane Drive. Uh, during that uh, traffic stop, Rios was found to be operating while intoxicated by alcohol and he had a passenger under the age of 18 in the vehicle with him. He was offered a certified chemical test and was incarcerated in the Marshall County Jail for OWI with a $1,500 cash bond. So, Okay. You know, it's kind of, apparently it must be kind of a normal thing that drunk driving and they seem to always <sighs> be able to catch you. I, I'm sure there are a lot of people that they haven't caught, but... You think you're driving so carefully. Okay, I've had a few too many. i got to be really careful. i got to pay attention. Don't go too fast. Don't go too slow. Turn signals, you know. Even when you're switching lanes, you know. It's not worth it. Uh, no, it's not. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's not worth it. I would agree with you. Not worth sure. it to even think about it, so. Um, do want to give you guys a quick update on the COVID here in Marshall County on Monday's report. It said we had new, uh, new 17 new cases of the coronavirus. That brings the county's total to 7,314. No new deaths. So our total remains at 128 citizens. Uh, there were 39 individuals who were tested. The seven-day positivity rate in the county for all tests is 11.1%, which is, that's much better. The seven-day positivity rate for unique individuals in the county is at 29.4%. So that's higher than... See, I've had trouble figuring out the difference between the two. The unique individuals are first-time tests, right? I believe so. And then all tests. Okay, that's what I thought. So, yeah. All right. So I think I've straightened it out in my head. Oh well, I'm glad. Um, let's see. I, I guess I, I want to. I do want to put this out as a heads up for people so they can make some plans for a week from today, on Tuesday evening, September the twenty eighth. The Marshall County Republican Party is going to host a town hall meeting in Bourbon. It's going to be held at the Bourbon Park in the Pavilion. That's at 417 East Sunset Drive and starts at 7 o'clock in the evening, which to me it seems like it's getting a little later for being outside. But yeah. Uh, the town hall meeting will include various elected officials from the county who will listen to the concerns of residents. It's an open forum and citizens... Uh, can, you know, have the opportunity to express their opinions and speak freely to the elected officials. Um, the event on the 28th at Bourbon is open to all residents of Marshall County. Uh, but they are going to try, Stan brought this in, and they are going to try to go um, to the various 
communities yeah. in Marshall County. Cool. Um, to have a to have a chat. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I, I I think it's you know it's a nice thing for them to step up to the plate and get out away well, from their office and. It's always good to uh, hear what people have to say. Yeah. Um, in the, most cases, you can pick up their cell phone and call them they, on the cell phone. They most are of the, pretty yeah. uh, accessible anymore. I don't know that they, it's always been that way, but commissioners the all commissioners have cell phone are, right. numbers that you can call. You can find those on the website. Yeah, the or call website. the what is it? The clerk's office. The has auditor's those? auditor's office. office. She does everything. Um, <laughs> not sure about the council, but I know the commissioners. You can get a hold of them anytime. Yeah. So. Uh, also, a heads up. This is not. This is coming up actually. On next Sunday night, so Sunday night the 26th, uh, DLZ uh, is warning drivers that traffic is going to be restricted on US 30. Not where it is right now, still going on, but further to the east as they are planning to uh, uh, redirect traffic on US 30 at the US 31 bridge because they're going to do some demolition work on the bridge up above. So that kind of impacts what's happening below she rusty's looking scared this they're gonna do demolition on that bridge uh-huh and on the us 31 there's bridge. gonna be traffic going over it or are they closing it to traffic well the bridge they're gonna be working on the bridge on the on the northbound lanes of the bridge so they will probably move them over to the southbound and have one-way traffic each direction. But they the demolition part, they're going to do Sunday night, starting at 8 o'clock in the evening, and they should be done by 6 o'clock on Monday morning. So the plan is to close the eastbound driving lanes and the westbound passing lane on US 31 and under US 31 bridges. So it's going to be a mess. Oh, but it's not yeah. happening until 8 o'clock Sunday night. So... For locals, it really shouldn't be too big of an issue. Now, people who are traveling and truck drivers, it's going to be a. We're going to become this slowdown county because we already are slowed down with that project that's going on on 30 right now that's taking forever. If you ask me, I can't figure out what the slowdown is there. But. You know, you've given me a new perspective, Kathy. Yes. As I walk to work in the morning, I can think about the days when I had to deal with that to get to work in the morning and be smiling and whistling all the way here. <laughs> you know. Just enjoying Jiminy, yourself. Jiminy Cricket as I walk into work. I could just see you almost skipping down. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Although I noticed when you walked home the other day, you didn't walk on the sidewalk. You walked down the alley. Is oh, that, yeah. Got just sneak through town on the back alleys. No, I I go down. I I drop down. There's a reason for that. Okay, so I'll tell you in a minute. All right. So you don't walk that alley all the way south. No, I do go, I drop okay. down in front of the museum and walking okay. in front of there. So. Good deal. Because I like looking in the museum yes, window. It's kind of neat. Um, and one day I'm going to ride that buffalo. Going to get. When I'm coming there. in when I it's wanted... still dark outside <laughs> and there's not a lot of traffic, I'm riding that buffalo. Darn, I need a picture of I'm that. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Just warning you. I say that. Now, that's about the time uh, uh, the police are kind of doing their last <laughs> sweep through before the shift change. Um, so I might uh, 
I might want to rethink that. But, yeah, maybe uh, you should do that uh, more in the evening. No, I'm, I, every time I walk by that buffalo, I've been, just, I gotta, I gotta I ride that. that I gotta ride that. <laughs> um, the last story I'm going to comment on uh, is the Marshall County Drainage Board that met yesterday. Um, they had a request from Norfolk Properties, so this is for the Auto Park Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, right? Which is the old town. Uh, Town and Country, Country Auto, it's Country Auto, up north on Michigan Road there. Um, and they're making great changes. If you drive on, on Michigan Road, you can see they've they've taken out some driveways, relocated a driveway. They also own the property on the north side of the ditch. So where their current sales lot is, it right. is there. But they want to expand. They already have gotten permission from the County Drainage Board to put a bridge over to that other piece of property so that they won't have to drive cars out on Michigan Road and then back in another entrance. So they've got this bridge set up. Now they want to create their sales lot there. So they were asking yesterday to place uh, asphalt pavement within 10 feet of the top of the ditch bank that is going on there. That is not typically a common thing. Um, the the right of way is seventy five feet, but the lot is long and narrow. And if you take seventy five feet out of there, and then you have front yard and side yard setbacks, it makes that lot you know really small. Yeah. And so they asked to put this sales lot on the front portion, about seventy five feet from the front towards the back so it's not the whole lot by any means right. it's just the front portion and um there was concern a couple of things first off when that ditch needs to be cleaned out and they have concrete or asphalt on the other side close to the top of the ditch too that if they bring this you know backhoe or loader or whatever in there to dip and clean out that drain that the weight of that equipment could damage the asphalt parking lot and uh rich Steika uh was there representing the auto park and he said we understand that it won't be an issue we would not hold you responsible for that then craig Coltice, the county surveyor said well typically when we clean out a ditch you know it's either burn or bury uh on the bank the top of the bank so yeah. they either burn off what they pulled out or they bury it in there and uh, mr Steika said they actually have a low spot on the back of the lots there that he they could just put the spoils back there instead right. uh, of and not have to truck it out because craig Coltai said it would have be an additional cost sure to have it trucked somewhere right. and that they the drainage board wasn't willing to pay for that so um, they continued to discuss it and eventually um, did approve it with the stipulation that there will be um, an, an amendment or an addendum hooked to the deed that holds the county uh, that, you know, not responsible for any damages when they clean out the ditch. Now, they're going to... I don't know if they have yet or not, but the ditch is going to be cleaned because of this new project 
that the auto park is doing, obviously they want it to look nice through right. there. And I, I have a feeling you're going to find them being much more responsible of keeping that clear, not sure. letting it grow up and be wild since it's sitting right in the middle of their two properties. Right. So they did agree to allow 10 feet, um, but before they can move forward with that, there has to be a written agreement that approved, that is approved by the county attorney prior to the construction that you know shows that the county would not be responsible for any damage done to the asphalt uh, when they're doing a cleaning and that, that they will be able to put the spoils that they take out on that property there and not somewhere else. So the motion passed by a 3-2 to two vote with Commissioner Stan Klotz and drainage board member Randy Glingle voting against. Randy came right out and said that he's not in favor. The minimum would be for him would be 25 feet. Yeah. Um, so he wasn't in favor. And Stan actually said, you know, I get where you're coming from. I, I totally understand that, but yeah. I, I I don't want to have things that close to the edge, top right. of the ditch. Yeah. So, um, but they are planning. Then they'll they'll build build this new sales lot on that north piece of property in the front there, and then they'll have this bridge that they can drive vehicles over. It's hmm. I mean it's going to be yeah. a substantial thing, um, so that they can move cars around on the sales lot from. Right. One lot to the other lot and not have to get out onto Michigan Road and Sure. Which makes sense. Yeah. That that definitely does make sense. So yeah, it does. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. Okay. Um then my other two stories I had are county stories from the county council meetings. Mm-hmm. I don't want to use them. Okay. Um I guess that's all I have. Okay. 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 You want to take a break? I'm okay we'll with just... that. we got a couple of things to give away. Okay. Um, first of all, we have um, two wristbands to Halloween this weekend, 24th, 25th, 26th. This is for the rides of North American Midway. Woo-hoo! So... Uh, you can get two freebies here. You can get them at the uh, festival as well. You're, and you're going to go to the Will Call window, which yeah. is inside door number one at John Glenn High School to pick up your wristbands. And you can also pick them up in advance at right TCU locations in Walkerton and Plymouth. But not these wristbands. These you specifically have to get at the high school. But if you want to buy a wristband, I believe they're $20. It says 20 bucks In advance. In advance. Right. Uh Friday, the you pay one price is 25, <clears throat> 25, Saturday 30, and then Sunday 25 again. So, so uh, you're saving money if you go to the school or teacher's credit union and yeah. buy one ahead of time. You are, but we got two freebies, so okay. you're saving a lot of money here. And all you got to do is be caller number eight. That's caller eight at 936 4096. You get a couple of wristbands to ride the rides at uh, Halloween, John Glenn High School coming up this weekend. Caller 8-936-4096 if you want in the last six weeks. Please give somebody a chance. And uh, here we go. 
Every week, The Conspiracy Show explores life's unexplained mysteries because there's more to this world than what we can see, hear, taste, touch, and smell. There are secrets and hidden agendas. Hi, this is Richard Serrett, host of The Conspiracy Show. Whether it's paranormal and supernatural phenomena, the UFO ET phenomenon, amazing conspiracies, remarkable mysteries, we'll talk about it all right here on The Conspiracy Show. Get your conspiracy fix every Sunday night here on WTCA at 10 p.m. The Belmart BP station at the corner of Michigan and Jefferson Streets in downtown Plymouth not only provides BP fuel to keep you moving down the road, but they can also keep you moving throughout the day. Some gas can cause nasty dirt deposits to build up on critical engine parts, dragging your fuel economy down and leading to unexpected trips to the mechanic. All grades of BP gasoline have Invigorator, a cleaning agent that helps defend your engine against dirt to give you more miles to the tank, and that means more easy going for you. And how about the fuel you put in your own tank? The Belmart BP station has Gatorade Thirst Quencher, two for $3.50, or the new Buy a Boost. It's a Wonder Water, a plant-based energy drink, two for $4. Check out the Belmart Coffee Bar with hyper-caffeinated Jamaica Me Crazy, Blueberry Muffin, or Decaf Coffee. Plymouth Belmart BP opens at 4 a.m. for all you early birds. Something for everyone. FM 106.1 and AM 1050. WTCA. or text 574-307-6647 and be a part of the show. Now let's get back to What's Your Opinion on WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. All right. uh, Chelsea is our winner. Chelsea, I'm dropping stuff everywhere. It's a crazy dice. Yeah, it is. And... Something knocked my bear down. Oh, your little cubby bear. Yeah. Actually, oh, it's, it's like a, it's a fairy bear. bear. Yeah. 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 It's what it is. It's got to see on there. Could be cubs, too. <laughs> Chicago Bears is a football helmet. That's not. Ah! I just dropped it again. I can't let that happen. You're going to break it. It's got Walter Payton's number on it and everything. Ooh. It's my little friend. So, how'd your bears do this weekend? They actually, I I was happy. Uh, you were happy. Not with, their offense is still terrible, and they have the offensive genius as their head coach. But offense is still awful. But the defense actually looked like they wanted to play on Sunday. <laughs> okay. uh, the previous, the previous, the Sunday night game, they they looked like they were absolutely uninterested in anything that was going on. There was just all right. We're here. 
Well, and... I feel like that some days. All right, I'm here. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're only playing once a week. You probably yeah. and you're you're <laughs> getting a hundred million dollars a game. Good. You probably should yeah. should at least one day a week be able to show up for work and feel like I'm glad to be here. Uh, yeah, I think they actually show up more than once a week, even though they only play once yeah, a week. You... I think they probably have practice. Practice five days a talking week? about. Practice? These what are, are you? professionals. They don't need to practice. <laughs> are you crazy? Uh, yeah, practice. Yeah, they do. Don't I you guess. remember the old saying, practice makes perfect? Ah, uh, no, it's not true. It's not. Perfect practice makes perfect. Oh. You can practice the wrong way to do something 100,000 times and do it wrong. So, yeah, you need perfect practice makes perfect. perfect. That's what my dad used to say all the time. Okay. Yeah. Well, your dad would know. That's for <laughs> you sure. You say that with such conviction. Yeah, he ought to know. Yes. Uh, so that little giggle there uh, was Commissioner Mike Burroughs. You know, you know about Coach Nixon. I do. Yeah. Bulldog. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> good guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah. Really good dad, too. Yep. Good deal. Yeah. So, Mr. Commissioner, we had uh, two meetings, actually three meetings yesterday. Yes, we did. We had drainage board. It was a full agenda day. Commissioner's meeting and then a special joint meeting. Um, I think we'll start with the commissioner's meeting. I already okay. talked about the, the one story uh, for the drainage board about yeah. Norfolk po- properties. So. Heard that on the way up. Um, but the, the other one is the Marshall County Commissioner's meeting. Jason Peters was first up on the agenda Yes. Uh, yesterday and had, I, I love because he does this little update kind of just, you know, he's got his cheat list and he get, shares it with everybody. Which is nice. When one thing that's really unusual, there were no requests to have road cuts or road bores. Yeah. Which <clears throat> normally CenturyLink or REMC at least has <laughs> one somewhere in the county. Um, but he did uh, ask, and you guys did agree uh, to sign a contract with S&M Contractors. Uh, this is the company out of Goshen who was hired this year, actually, to do the mowing of the right-of-ways and the intersections in the county correct they were looking for a agreement uh, to continue that and uh, we were more than happy to do that it was a, a five-year agreement uh, but any any side that the county commissioners or snm can get out of that agreement uh, with a 90-day notice uh, but they are they're responsible for doing the right-of-ways at least four times a year uh, with a possible fifth and it would be at the same rate as the other four so uh, we entered into that agreement uh, with them um, and we um, are very happy with our services this year and you know people may not realize uh, the expense the county has with doing uh, road repairs like or mowing like that because you're talking about multiple salaries that get involved with that and then equipment um, you know, it's not like we just have one or two tractors that go around and do the whole county. Um, and, and over years, I mean, for many years, you guys hired high school or college kids that would come back and uh, do that mowing. But 
to allow this company to do it, their total uh, estimated cost is seven, just over $72,000. Yeah, isn't that unbelievable? Uh, yeah, because there's a, over 900 miles of exactly. roadway to be mowed. <clears throat> now, granted, there are some people in the country who actually do mow their own right-of-way um, if they have like a farm field, we'll say they mow their, yep. some of them take the responsibility on and mow their own. So that saves this company from having to mow. But exactly. A lot and we appreciate them. that too. Oh yeah. I, it's, it's just, it's nice. I think that they do that, but mm -hmm. uh, then there's a lot, there's lots of stretches where, you know, it doesn't get done enough. So right uh, for $72,000, I don't know. Could you, Buy a tractor, one I, tractor with a, a mowing deck to do that? No. Okay, so there you go. And, and then you're talking about not just that, the equipment, but the maintenance and the gasoline to, to take care of that. Yes. Um, it's, it's an expensive proposition, so this is much easier. I know the current rate uh, they are paying right now is $21 per center line, and my husband actually asked me what that meant. <laughs> this morning i said okay you know the center line that runs down the middle of the road they mow each side there in a one mile stretch it's 21 dollars. there you go so, that was a good explanation Kathy. yeah it's just you know the center line they just measure the center line but they're actually mowing on both sides right. of that line right um and there is a small increase of two dollars per center line uh for next year and there is a clause in there too depending on what fuel prices correct uh, do which very Typically, they don't go down as much as they go up, um, so there could be an adjustment. Well, and they typically go up a lot faster than they come uh, down. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Gravity doesn't work with gas prices. No, not at all. Uh, Jason also uh, talked a little bit about the road program. They've completed 12 miles of chip and seal, 70 miles of single seal, um, and they are working on some projects still here in the area, I know, uh, um, and they and then community crossing projects are going to get underway too. So, uh, yeah, there was a notice on the Marshall County app this morning that INDOT's going to be closing sections of 30 and 31 at the overpass uh, for millings and uh, repairs. You know, that INDOT project out on 30, <laughs> they almost have the westbound side finish it just needs the final thin top coat at least there were you cross over to get into all the stores right uh, but that thing is that i don't know who the contractor is but that thing's to me seems like it should have been done six weeks or two months ago i i don't know what what's taken it so long but that's life that's what the people say <laughs> yes that's life within dot <laughs> You can't you can't fight with Indot, I guess. No, but. you can't. Um, Jason also said that he approached the county council and is going to uh, uh, ask for an additional of uh, nine hundred eighty thousand uh, dollars. This is to cover those extra paving projects. So when you guys did the bid for community crossing projects, he looked in that area and there would be like an adjacent road that Correct. could use a paving project and said, you know, while, while they're here, let's take advantage of it and let's do some more road work on right. top of that. Right. And that'll be, we'll be looking at that in the future too, 2022, 
um, of using our community crossing dollars and getting adjacent uh, property or bids on roads uh, in 2022 um, because while they are there they can do that so much easier and better than having our guys spread so thin so we get more road more road for the buck it, it really is um, it makes more sense to do it that way so um, that way they don't have to come in and set up and, and get prepared to do it they're already there working yes. they just basically turn the corner and go maybe another mile this way correct so and milestone's the one doing all that very good um uh let's see we talked about community crossings and, and you know unfortunately road projects are weather dependent exactly and and we're getting into that time of year some where reason. weather is you know independent <laughs> yeah mother nature is very independent yes <laughs> Um, during the meeting yesterday, uh, while Jason was still there, uh, you asked him if he could comment a little bit on, um, there have been some comments made from, I'm going to say the Tyner contingency, um, who is showing up at the commissioner's meeting right now. They don't want, uh, to be involved in that sewer project. Uh, they just want people to take care of the roads. So you actually asked Jason, uh, you know, what have we done in Tyner and Tea Garden for roads. And I was aware of because I've I've ridden with Jason and he showed me what they have done in the town or village of Tyner, whatever you want to call it. And all of those roads in town have been taken care of as well as the main thoroughfares in and around Tyner leading to Tea Garden, leading back to um, say Queen Road. Um, so I wanted to clarify because there was a, a comment made either in the last commissioner's meeting or the meeting before that none of their roads had been taken care of, which is a a misconception. And so I wanted to give Jason the opportunity to clarify for a public record of all those road projects that they have done out in that area. And so he was very uh kind enough to do that and um, give those people that information uh, of what has been done uh, either chip and seal or pug mix or or what you know what they've done out there and it's been uh, very well received um, kudos to Jason and the crew for what they have done out in that area yeah uh, you know I, I don't know I don't know how you can forget because they were just there last year but <laughs> Uh, if that's what they say yep exactly so but now they know that we know we've we've been taking care of them yes. and actually there is a community crossing project out in that area too correct that is going to take care of some more roads yes. in there um, and jason pointed that out too so for them they they are yeah we haven't forgot about them out there exactly yep uh next was ty adley uh the county plan director he was there uh, representing uh, Don Abbott about um, there's some property that he has acquired from INDOT, five different parcels. They are currently agriculturally zoned, and he would like them to be zoned highway commercial. Um, and this is between a 6 and the new 31. So in that area, it's on 6. Between, between thirty, the, between the old, old 31, thirty-one and, and new, new 31. thirty-one, on Correct. six there. Yes, and, um, and it's on the north side. 
So he has these properties, and obviously with the highway right there and an exit right there, that it, it's a prime location for, you know, development. And so he came before the plan or the Board of Zoning Appeals and asked to get the zoning changed. Um, and they were in favor of it, but that ultimately lies with the county commissioners. And that we approved it. Uh, we opened up a public hearing. There were uh, two comments, one by a Mr. Demas, uh, who shared his concern about 6 and 31 uh, new 31, I'm going to say, six and new 31's um, ingress and egress. Uh, there is not an acceleration or a deceleration <laughs> lane onto US 6 off of 31, regardless which way you're going. And so while it says yield, most time when you merge onto a state road, there is a acceleration lane or a deceleration lane. Not at this intersection. You are in the slowpoke lane when you get on. And so you can't go slow because the, that traffic, after it's come through the stoplight at 6, it is pedal to the metal and they're going, you know, at least 55, if not 65, down US 6 headed toward Bremen or headed toward the stoplight. So um, the, there's a safety concern, but at you know that's a future planning director or or planning um, discussion with NDOT. Um, all we were looking at was strictly the zoning, which we approved three three to nil. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> She's all choked up. That happens a lot. <laughs> Just, just overwhelmingly good news. <laughs> What's next? Matt Pitney. Uh, Matt Pitney. Let's talk about that. Matt Pitney came uh, as a uh, representative for uh, Tip Canoe. There is not a sidewalk in front of the fire station in Tip Canoe on 331. And, and so the concern is that just like Matt said the other day, there was a uh, mom pushing a stroller with mm. a baby in it on 331, which is, well, there's not a yeah, big, that's, that's not yeah. a, you know, it's just, there again, it's a safety concern. Um, Matt had talked to Hensley and Sons, um, who said that they could put in a sidewalk, and I forget what the, it goes from the fire station up to a, another road, and it was $11,521. And Matt had confirmed with Hensley and Sons that that quote was still good. And so um, we have some funds in the um, pandemic account still right. that were rever reverted back. And so um, we checked with the auditor. The auditor said we could use $11,521 out of that account to get that sidewalk in place. And um, one of the representatives from Hensley was actually there uh, along with Matt. And um, so that got approved uh, three to zero. Um, so we will have a sidewalk in downtown uh, Tip Canoe for uh, pedestrian traffic uh, so that we hopefully uh, lessen that safety concern. So I haven't been to Tippica knew all that often. I was trying to get through my head where this was. Yeah. And I think it is right down the main yes. drag there in town. Yes. 
imagine if there was no sidewalk in, um, let's say, Burroak, because you're on State Road 17, right. and there's there's no sidewalk. So the only way to get from house to house, and if you've got kids, you're going to ask them to walk along State Road 17. Yeah. And I know there's a reduced speed limit, and I'm sure there's a reduced speed limit in Tippecanoe, too, but you're still taking a safety chance there by right. having your kids on a state road right and so i'm sure it's the same way at tip canoe and i like you rusty have not been to tip canoe in a very very long time yeah it's been a while for me too it was just going through i was headed somewhere yeah uh oh tip canoe valley high school for a ball go. game that's yep. the only place i got i know where we're gym yep. and football field is yep, and the county, exactly. but nothing else yeah <laughs> um yeah, this is like right in in their downtown. Yes, and, and I'm thinking even you know he said that he saw a woman with a stroller. I don't know how she was even able to push it through yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully she had all all train tires on the <laughs> stroller. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> that yeah, I I wouldn't all the rocks and gravel that are on the berm of the road there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, County Parks and Recreation. Yeah, Deb Vandermark and Greg Hildebrand were next uh, to present. And really what they, they wanted to do is to provide information to the county commissioners and um, tell us that they have applied for a couple of grants. Uh, the first grant was uh, for the movement of the old cabin that is sitting okay. out behind yeah. uh, West the old West High School. Um, out on corner of 17 and and uh, I forget the name of the road anyway well, I know which one you, the yeah. one that crosses over there. exactly and, and so um, they originally had requested a grant of a hundred thousand and then they re- received a bid for sixty eight thousand but anyway that application was completed through the Marsh County Community Foundation which it's a local grant. And they were telling us that they applied for that grant, so hopefully it's not out of anybody's uh, pockets in the in the county. And um, so it'll be a local. And then um, Greg Hildebrand said that they had applied for a grant, but it was strictly ideas at this point in time, and it's a ready grant. And in the state. Um, which is, this is a state grant. Right. There are lots of ready grant applications. Oh yeah, and yep. this one yep. was just for the ideas that they have as the Marsh County Park Board um, of the possibility of like a a uh, small park station or office at Mill Pond mm-hmm. or a uh, signage at Mill Pond. Um, those are a couple of the ideas that, that Greg said they've submitted. Uh, it's not for any dollar amount, so the dollar amount will be to be determined. And, and there was no action needed on behalf of the commissioners. It was just an inform- informative uh, inf- conversation with uh, Deb and Greg, and we appreciated that, and no action needed to be taken. And so we just uh, brought us up to speed on what they've applied for and what they're doing. Oh, sorry. Good deal. I'm back, I think. <laughs> okay. Good to have you back. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, the next one uh, is a gentleman who lives on 8th Road, and uh, he has a shipping container. And this, gosh, it's <laughs> been at least a, a year ago that the county 
the plan commission actually wanted the commissioners to ban shipping containers in Marshall County and to be used as storage sheds, basically. Sure. And, and this got, in, in 2021, this has been the hot topic. It has created the most phone calls. And I didn't realize that storage containers could be such a hot topic. Uh, but anyway, this guy has a storage container and... Um, he's gone before the plan commission and the board of zoning appeals. And this has been ongoing for two years, 2018. Um, and he's been fined. Um, he mentioned a dollar amount, but it's over $2,000. Uh, I think that he's got in, in fines. He said $21,600 in fines. Accumulated in fines. 50 um, bucks a day. That's a buck or two. Yeah. Yeah. And he took out a, a home equity loan for this project. He, he's a uh, one of these home inventor type guys. Um, works from his home mm-hmm. uh, on Social Security. So he's got limited income, but he's paying interest on this home equity loan. And his he came before the Board of Zoning Appeals, I think, with the idea that we could help him. We can't help him. I mean, bless. You're not the. You're not the next step. Bless in the Jim Clevenger for being there because he basically told Mr. Demas, um, "Look, if you don't like what the plan commission is going to tell you, or the board of zoning appeals is going to tell you, your next process is to hire an attorney and take it before a judicial review." And that will be how you settle this case. Mr. Demas then asked, well, will I be entitled to some sort of compensation uh, for attorney's fees, for interest on my loan, uh, for the back pay of the fees that I've already paid? And Mr. Clevenger was quick to point out that that's not really the way it works. And it's very doubtful unless Mr. Clevenger didn't know of a law that might supersede his opinion um it it was kind of amazing i think when this whole thing about these shipping containers came up because you guys actually found out there were a lot more of them in this county than anybody i think actually realizes yeah exactly and 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 it's not it's um there is and i didn't realize where these were coming from but i evidently out on the marshall stark county line road um or close to it, out on 30, there is a person who sells shipping containers. And he has sold, according to Mr. Demas, over 300 (laughs) shipping containers to people in Marshall County um, for basically storage units. Um, And, you know, if if you live out in the country, um, you need a storage container, I guess. Uh, to store tractors, lawn equipment, uh, garden equipment, um, kids' bikes, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. And, because we all have stuff. And so rather than renting one, I, evidently it's cheaper to buy one and have it hauled to your place. And um, so, yeah, he, he had quite the story, and it went on for quite a while. Um, the, the plan commission said it's, a, it's not a, a storage container, it's a... A construction trailer so he went to the um board, bmv board yeah 
Bureau of Motor Vehicles and tried to get a plate for it. And Bureau of Motor Vehicles said, unless you put axles on it and wheels and put lights on it, it is not a construction trailer and we can't give you a license plate. So he crossed that off and it just went on and on. And finally, uh, like I said, Attorney Clevenger kind of said, you're not going to get any money from us. Um, and we aren't the controlling body for this type of deal. So you need to go to the hearing, uh, which is scheduled in a couple weeks with the Board of Zoning Appeals. And if you don't like it, then take it before a judicial review. But obviously, you can have storage containers in Marshall County. Um, you have to meet setback requirements. So at this point, I would say it, the shipping container... The shipping container is his invention. He is, he is trying to transform this into like a portable workshop. And I think area. In it's the, not he's not using it as a storage container. Yes, and I think that therein lies the problem. Is when does a storage container transform into a workshop or garage? And and you you might say to yourself, well, what does it matter? Well, it matters if, okay, if I've got a storage container and now I'm cutting out places for windows and door and taking off the exterior steel doors and putting in an overhead door so that it doesn't look like a storage unit anymore but looks more like a garage, um, then I've changed all of that. It, it, it is a project that he's been working on. I, I actually said in, I don't know if it was a plan commissioner BZA meeting with this. <laughs> it was a long meeting. Let me tell you. Um, but God bless it, you. <laughs> at but at least now he knows, look, you can't control the plan commission in the BZA. Correct. If you don't like their decisions, your next step basically is court. Yes. And he, he had said that he was willing to go to court. So right. right. we'll see how that plays out. But, yes. Um, but again, you can have in Marshall County storage containers. Yeah, there. Believe it or not, there. If you could drive down to Plymouth Speedway right now, there's like seven or eight of them out in the parking lot. I think they're getting rid of them, but they're out there in the parking lot right now. So well, and that yeah. was the problem when this whole discussion came up. They're all over the place, and how do you approve some and exclude others? Uh, you'd have to have an exception for everything. So. Um, yeah, they're all over the place. So we'll have to see what happens with that one. To be continued. goes forward. Exactly. I guess I'll look at the agenda of the county meetings coming up and decide if I want to go to the meeting or not. <laughs> Maybe that'll be one of those do-at-home live meetings. Exactly. <laughs> at least I can get up and go get a snack during it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, then we had the county attorney's report, which, um... Uh, he did say that you guys did close on the North Plum Street property finally. Yes. In fact, if you drive by there, the, the county highway trucks are, are, there's a couple of them there. They've started working on uh, or what we're going to do um, to that building so that it is usable uh, for our storage. Um, the, the property that we had been leasing um, across the alley from the Marsh County building, I think we were paying six or seven hundred dollars a month 
on uh, for that usage and really couldn't use it the way we wanted to because there's a tunnel underneath it leading to the house <laughs> and so you couldn't really store anything heavy on there um, so this will be a, a good um, use not quite as close but still you know within a couple blocks of, of the county uh, buildings that need to be taken care of by maintenance well, and I think, too, for the neighbors in that area, yes, um, there'll be some improvement to the structure that's sitting there. Yes. Um, so that'll be nice. And it, it'll be mowed on a regular basis yes. and, and definitely groomed and taken care of. Yeah, it so. won't be a vacated building. Yeah, exactly. That's a good thing. Because <laughs> yeah. when you have empty buildings, little things tend to want to get in them and stay mm -hmm. warm. And then yeah. they run around the neighborhood. And, Critters. And, yeah. Nobody likes that. Oh, I thought you were talking about people. Oh, no. <laughs> Okay. Um, he said there he had no action on the ACL lawsuit. He was anticipating something, but there's been nothing there. Correct. Um, and they did get another dismissal on one of the overcrowding uh, lawsuits. So that's been taken care of. Uh, he also talked a little bit about uh, the tax sale is coming up on October the 14th. And some of the properties on there actually are w being whittled off. Um, right. Um, it started out with 75 properties, and it, several of them have been taken care of. So hopefully by the 14th, there will just be a few things left on there. Uh, then uh, County Commissioner Kevin Overmeyer opened it up for public comment, and we had uh, Sharon Leathers. I think this is the third commissioner's meeting in a, a row. She uh, comes from Tyner um, and was there to once again talk about the sewers in Tyner. And she had three questions. Yes. One was, uh, what makes this definition of underserved? Underserved. Second question was, what makes this attractive project? And the third, why was Baroque taken off the list? So, again, Attorney Clevenger, we we tried to interpret because this study was done by Jones and Petrie, the engineering firm for the county hired by the county, right. and this was their wording of uh, underserved and um, attractive. And, and so she wanted to know what makes un underserved, and my comment was, um, well, you would have to take that up with Jones and Petrie or with Faith Chapman. Uh, we have, in Tyner, we have had a a complaint to Faith of a house in Tyner who has um, septic above ground, ponding or pooling, and the neighbor complained about it. So there's one situation that I'm aware of and have heard of in Tyner that their septic has failed and they need to get it taken care of um, either with a new septic system um, or on a pump and haul or whatever they're going to do. But th the problem is it's a tenant there. It's non-owner occupied. And that becomes a problem too. So, um, you know, when, when the commissioners originally hired Jones and Petrie, we were thinking of the lakes, the, the Twin Lakes area, where there there is no other option because the houses set so close together and you have failed septics and so um, trying to help those people out those property owners out um, and, and so 
the attraction is that the uh, government can is willing to help us yes. during this time uh, with the um, American Recovery Plan ARP money. Um, so those funds make it attractive or an attractive time to discuss this. But Burroke has not been taken off of the list. Um, there are the the... She, she went on to say, well, when is the study going to be completed? Well, it's already completed. Correct. Maybe maybe she should ask if she could get a copy of the study so she could actually review it <clears throat> and see. Because there are 15 areas that have been designated in need of some type of sewer system. Now, right. not everybody in the county is going to be able to hook up to a municipality. Correct. They're going to have to create something out there in the middle of nowhere right. to take care of them. But uh, the the study has pinpointed 15 different areas. And then Ken Jones actually recommended that these four locations be the first one. And he specifically put in, there's a, a, a nice little piece from on the south side of Plymouth that is going to actually hook, be... Well, Plymouth will have to decide, but could yes. look into Plymouth's right. system. And, but it would be one project with these four different communities. And the, the cost of that one big project would be bore by those four different communities. Yes. Not per um, how many in each community, but it would be divided equally between all of those citizens. So basically more people in Plymouth are going to help to pay for a project that was proposed to be in Tyner, Tea Garden, and Inwood, along with the Plymouth one. Correct. So, but the commissioners, they've only, they've reviewed the study. They've accepted the study. But you're not making any determination. All we did was approve it to be sent to state for application um, and approval of the study so that we could then come back and form a board, which we haven't even gone there yet. Um, there'll be appointments to the board by the council, by the commissioners. Uh, it'll be at least a five-member board. And, um, you know, so we are at least another year away from this uh, because government moves slow, as we all know. And it's and we, we continue to say the same thing every other week to the people of Tyner and Tea Garden that we're not in charge of this. I mean, yeah, we looked, we reviewed the plan, we sent the plan to state, state will review it, send it back to us, and then we can move forward. Um, and people will have an opportunity um, to voice their uh, remonstrance, just like you always do. And anything that has to do with, uh, you know, sewage or water or whatever. And so all we're doing is let's get this going. And if the state deems that it is necessary. Yes. At that point, then we, there will be a creating this board. Yes. Then that board will review. Correct. Probably more thoroughly than you guys even yes. have this study. And we'll meet with Ken Jones multiple times probably to go over this study. And then this board will decide if 
they like his recommendation or they pick something else somewhere else to start. Well, and and like you said, if if the first project is on the south side of Plymouth and they're hooking into the Plymouth, then there needs to be a, like an interlocal agreement right. between the city of Plymouth sewage uh, and water um, and that whatever you know they decide to do, what subdivision or what people decide to hook into it. And so at this point, nobody knows what the cost no. of that would be. I mean, Ken can give you kind of estimates, but yes. nobody knows the cost. So to put that together, you're going to have to go through financing, which they're going to look at all kinds of information for that. They're going to look for unique financing opportunities. You know, Baker Tilly will be involved in yes. that. Um, the city of Plymouth, will ha- will, they'll have some involvement in it because if they're going to accept, they're going to, they're going to charge those people who are outside of the city limits more than what they charge their own customers to take care of their sewage. And that's only fair yep. uh, that they do that. So, I, I mean, I don't see any way, even in next year in 2022, that any construction can take place. I totally agree with you. That it's going to be down the road. Yes. And that these folks will have opportunities multiple times to sit down and meet with that new board, the sewer board, when it gets created, um, to talk with them that why they don't want to be involved right. in the project. Right. So you're not going to make that decision. Kevin's not going to make that decision. Stan's not making that decision. No. Um, but I, I get the feeling that they don't trust what we're saying, uh, even though we say it, we, we repeat it. Um, and there's, you know, there's that mistrust out there of, of government right now, and I get it. But we're going to keep saying the same thing. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I guess that's about all we can do. It's exactly. Just, you know, yeah. And they, they have basically vowed to come to the commissioner's meetings. And, yes. And I'm sorry. I, I know that she uh, had mentioned that Bourbon wasn't on the, or that Baroque was taken off the list. And I, I tried to go back through some stories that I had written to see I don't think that I've ever listed out all of the communities, all 15 areas that are involved in, but that she she kept telling you in your minutes, and it was an article that I had written. I don't write the minutes for the commissioner's and, meeting. And we pointed that out to her, and Julie talked to her afterwards. Julie Fox, the county auditor, said, if you log on, you will find the official minutes of the commissioner's meeting. Um, you can find them there. Um your notes, just like my notes that I post on Facebook, um, are notes from the meetings. They are not the official minutes. You know, we may sit in a meeting for two hours. I have to write a story that hopefully Rusty can read in a minute or two <laughs> at the most. Um, but that doesn't always work either, let me tell you. Cause well, I- and, I, and I try to just hit the high points. I mean, people don't want to know all the details um, for storage containers, they don't want to know right. all the details about um, attractive or right. underserved, or you know, I'll, I'll put in the high points and I'll acknowledge people, but I, I try not to throw anybody under the bus. Um, only give you what information I think um, is pertinent. So at one o'clock. There was another meeting that was called actually by Commissioner Stan Klotz. This was a joint meeting between the council and the commissioners 
uh, to discuss the special lit, which is the special local local income tax Correct. that we have on. It's a quarter of a percent that was put on in 2007, I believe, to to pay the bonds to build the new jail. Correct. And those that's going to go away in 2027. Although there is an out, the county can pay it off early next year in August if they want to. And so there's there's been a fraction that wants to pay it off early, quit paying all that interest. We've got like $4 million in excess right now. So we've got, or we have $7 million in excess. And, Seven. And, and we would ha- pay it off early and still have a nest egg, a good m- couple million dollar nest egg after we paid off the thing and wouldn't have to pay interest anymore. But we are using these funds and actually next year we're using almost two million dollars of the special lit for operations at the jail and so stan says you know there are options here we need to look at what what we would do if we could pay it off early what how much money we would save but then uh, also you guys realize that we have to have that income for daily operations at the jail. So there was a, about an hour-long discussion yesterday. Um, a, a, was kind of like a roundtable discussion. For some reason, nobody sat up at the bench. They all sat in the audience. <laughs> so it was really kind of a weird meeting uh, yesterday. But lots of discussion, lots of numbers thrown around. Um, I guess, you know, at one point there was, was some discussion about the quarter of a percent that we might be able to knock that down a little bit, even if it would be instead of 0.0025, it would be 0.0020. So you knock off that small percentage. Um, and there were calculations thrown out that on somebody, and I didn't bring that story in, but somebody who um, had a $1,000 a week paycheck would only save 50 cents a week on their paycheck by reducing it just that slight amount um i i kind of felt like everybody was on board everybody realizes that some kind of tax has to go forward that we can't let that sunset because you have to have revenue to operate the jail and that was that was a big consensus um we had passed a resolution we had sent a resolution a joint resolution um has it been two a year and a half ago now um, down to Mishler and, and uh, Jack Jordan, and they carried it forward, um, stating that um, you know that it would continue just the way it is. And so we could use those funds to operate the jail. Um, originally, what was proposed was that we would pay off the jail, and then those excess funds would go to the highway department. And that's what this whole conversation has been about is getting a million dollars more to the highway department even though every time jason peters has come before the council and the commissioners he has never been denied funds that he has requested we have always found a way um, to get him the necessary dollars um, just like 
he's 900 and some odd yeah. thousand. Yeah, you're just, talking almost another million dollars. Almost another million dollars and was not denied and given approval for that. And, and so the, the thing that the council and the commissioners both have agreed to is that we cannot afford to let the tax go away and sunset and then we would take two million dollars out of the general funds and so you're going to have to cut something else so we came to a consensus yesterday which yes. was a shock to me and <laughs> and, it, and i left the meeting feeling good <laughs> that's a, that's a plus so the the conclusion of the meeting was <clears throat> excuse me that mr clevenger will present a uh, resolution to the county council at their next meeting and um see where it goes from there and then it'll come to the commissioners and then we'll send it down to state um to see what jack jordan and uh ryan mishler come up with i think the majority of the council and commissioners at the meeting are in favor of leaving it at a quarter of percent correct although tim Harmon, who sits as president of the county council did say in that meeting yesterday that he really wasn't in favor of the quarter of a percent, that he would like to see it reduced, even if it was only slightly, where somebody whose paycheck is $1,000 a week, they're only going to see a reduction of 50 cents. I don't think they're actually going to be impressed with that. No. Um, and he, But he said he wasn't sure that he could support that. Then there was discussion that if we could get this, in a way, it'll be a, a new tax because we will eventually, maybe next year, maybe the following year, pay off the bonds. Correct. And that so that special lease will, or tax will go away. And and the concern is that we not only are we paying interest on the bond, but we're getting interest revenue on the bond. So they offset each other. Um, in fact, the the interest expense just like on your house as you pay it down you pay less interest and so therefore you're gaining more interest so the the revenue is going to increase and the expense is going to decrease over the next couple of years drastically because it's a a large uh, dollar amount that we're dealing with here um so th that's part of the discussion we don't want to deficit spend um the county um for the jail operations cost. Everyone agrees to that. We agree that something has to be done um, because we can't wait till we're, you know, up to our necks in water and there's alligators swimming around. Um, so we, we've got to do something and it's better to do it now and send it down the state, see what the state says, because there was some concern, there, some conversation um, that happened post-meeting that, well, Mishler and, and Jordan may say, well, no, we're, we're not going to pass this tax indefinitely. You, you can't have it out there indefinitely because the current tax is tied to the bond payoff. So the, when the bond pays off, this tax sunsets. So what kind of tax can we have? Call it a public safety tax. Call it... Um, I don't know what you'd call it, but that's not up to us. We don't write the laws. We just pass a joint resolution, send it to state, and they work on all that language down at state. Um, but I think the majority, 
and I will stress majority, uh, I think the majority of the council and the commissioners agreed to leave it right where it's at, the 0.25, and pass the resolution, send it down to state, and see what happens. And and the kind of the, the discussion was, and I know Heath brought this up, um, he's a council member, is actually if we could get that of taking more jail daily operations expenses out of the general fund and move it into this special lit, lit tax yes, yes this whatever this new tax is going to yes, be called exactly um and, and and really make it pay for the daily operations saving money in the general fund in a way then people would get a tax cut on their property taxes correct and and john van vector brought up a good point john van vector who's a council member who used to be a sheriff said those people in the jail will eventually get out of jail they may go to work for for McDonald's or Burger King. They're going to get paid. And out of their pay will come this tax. And so, in a way, they are paying us back for being in jail, which is much better than taxing property. So if you have local income tax, it's spread out more amongst the people than the property. Because you've got property owners out there who are senior citizens who own farmland and we all know what farmers pay way too much in, in taxes um and don't bring that up at the local level that is just, <laughs> that's beyond our pay grade um but so i i like the income tax portion of this being spread out more evenly personally that's my own personal opinion. well and it's already being taken out exactly so what would happen is at what somewhere along the line that current tax would stop and then that next month the new tax would be implemented so you would not see any change on your paycheck correct um and i think that's the way to go is is to make it as easy seamless yes as possible and hopefully my greatest fear is whenever you get state government involved it's not that easy (laughs) um so i i appreciate that we're starting early on this process um, and I appreciate Stan calling the meeting. I appreciate all the comments that were made. I respect everyone's opinion. John Van Vector and Steve Harper did a fantastic job of crunching numbers so that we knew what we were doing. And the auditor was there to um, record all of it and verify numbers that we're spending or the income that's coming in. Um, so it was a, a very good meeting, and uh, the media was there. And so I, I thought it went very well, and we had a very good discussion. Um, and hopefully, and it, something basically, gets done. everybody really seems to be on board of realizing that this tax is going to ha- is not going to be able to be sunset somehow. Right, that quarter of a percent is going to have to stay around to operate the jail. Yes, and because uh, jail, the jail's getting older every year. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's just like your house. Every year, the furnace gets older. Every year, the water heater gets older, and when when you look at those expenses for your house imagine what that is out at the jail the water heater that the estimate that we just, just got did, yes. was like $800 and i can't imagine what the how big that thing is but it, it's huge and then the hvac system over the main lobby needs replaced uh in the very near future and that is huge uh, so that's another Huge expense. $86,000 for that hot water heater. Okay. I, yeah. I missed a zero. $86,000 yeah. for that hot water heater. There you go. 
So, I mean, this is a gigantic thing, and yes. I think there's actually two of them. So I well, think there's yes. another one too. Because I think one controls the yes. kitchen and the the pods, and yeah. So that's yeah. It, the new councils, the dispatch center, uh, they need all that to be upgraded. Yes, it's receive. It's at the end of its life. You can't get parts for it anymore. Well, and the the operating system is old on it too so i mean we're talking another six hundred thousand dollars for those things so for I mean, four councils yeah. and another eighty four thousand if we purchase if we would purchase an alternate um council and put it like in uh the emergency management agent's office uh clyde avery which for continuity of operations correct it's a smart way to go i well think. and you have the blueberry festival and if if something would happen uh, out at the jail, catastrophic, you'd have an off-site council that you could still operate. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting. I, I, I do believe it'll pass, uh, the resolution will pass, because, it, you know, now, now everybody seems to be on board that we have got to continue this. Um, so we will still have that chunk of money, even when we pay that bond off, and that bond will be paid off early. I'm sure you guys aren't going to go clear out to the 20, no, 2027, no. but there was some talk that the legislation really doesn't like to do budgetary things in a non-budget year, which next year is a non-budget year, so it'll be a short session. Yeah. Um, but as Tim said, as long as it's a joint resolution, those typically fly through on the short sessions, and they don't mind doing those. Something that doesn't require, you know, lots of nuts and bolts grinding and and twisting arms and things. So I, I think as long as we have a, a majority joint resolution that passes, um, hopefully it gets through, um, and hopefully we are able to answer all their questions or concerns um, and get it resolved. And... Um, It'll be a seamless transition, uh, and we'll still have the operational uh, funds there uh, to operate the jail. It'll be interesting to see how it goes forward. We'll yes. see what happens. I totally agree, Kathy. Well, excuse me. I thought, now I'm losing my voice. Uh, Mike, I want to thank you for coming in this morning, uh, taking time off of your regular job, which I hear that's coming to an end. Um, drum roll, please. Uh, 19 work days. Whoa, 19 work days. Wow. Yeah, October 29th is my last day at ITAMCO. It's been a great place to work. They've been very, very, very good to me uh, with the commissioner schedule and, and um, unsafe building and drainage board <laughs> and, and, and radio me meetings and radio. <laughs> and so I appreciate their cooperation. Uh, can't say enough nice things about them and what they've been able to do over this last year and a half that I've been uh, county commissioner. And um, I appreciate the opportunity to come in here with you and Rusty. And uh, so it it may you may get to see me more now that Stan and Kevin know that I'm going to be going to be out of uh, my regular job. <laughs> that, that train may be rolling over you a little more often now. Exactly. Kevin, he's famous for driving that bus. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, Mike, we want to thank you for coming and spending time with us this morning. We do appreciate it. Not a problem. Be safe, everybody. Okay, we got something to give away. A prize. Uh, I got Zoo. 
we have four complimentary tickets to the Indianapolis Zoo. We have a free parking What's the pass. What's deadline on those? Can you see uh, Yeah, you got till the 30th. You got till the end oh, of the month. That's just the end of this month. Okay, because yeah. they're changing. They're getting ready to change out starting next month. Oh, that's right. Uh, or actually, yeah, I think it's starting next month. They've got Zubu coming up. So Ooh. this is only for this weekend. So, you know, let's just make it simple. Well, actually, it's. Is oh, it yeah, that's right. This would be the weekend. only weekend that you yes. would be able to use them. If you want to um, go to the Indianapolis Zoo this weekend. Or any time for the... Th- I mean, somebody might have Tuesday off. Well, yes. Or Thursday. Or Monday. Or... Okay, anyway. Uh, good through when? Good through the 30th of September. Okay. So any time in that amount of time. But yes, this is the last weekend. We got four tickets and a free parking pass. So even your car gets in free. And we're going to give that to caller number three. Nine three six four zero nine six nine three six four zero nine six. Caller number three, getting uh, getting to go to the zoo. When you needed your mom, she was always there with the Vicks VapoRub. She used that soothing scent to calm you, and her mom used it to calm her. And her mom, well, you get the idea. Vicks VapoRub's always been there. It always made you feel better, and today it still does. Bring back those childhood memories with the comfort and care only Vicks VapoRub can bring. Vicks VapoRub, family tradition for a reason. <sighs> Halloween Fest is back. We're transforming John Glenn High School into a full-blown carnival midway. Friday, September 24th through Sunday, September 26th. Bigger and better. 20 spectacular rides, a huge craft fair, and fireworks. Great times and good food. It's brought to you by TCU, R&B Car Company, and Republic Services. Fun for all your family and friends. Following Fest at John Glenn High School in Walkerton. Don't be the only ones not there. Followingfest.com. You want to know what's going on in Marshall County? Just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. The way it should be. FM 106.1 and AM 1050. WTCA. For what's your opinion? Now, back to Kathy and Rusty. 
Phil, congratulations. You're going to be going to the zoo. The Indianapolis Zoo. Indianapolis Zoo. You'll be headed there absolutely free. Alligators and crocodiles right That's now. right, yeah. But it'll be changing over to Zubu Now up. you know why, because alligators and crocodiles don't react real well to 30 below zero. Exactly. Not their natural habitat. No, it's not. That's for sure. All right. Okay. I have covered my bases. I've done a lot of talking today. Yes, you have. I did do some coughing, too. Yes, Sorry you have. that, but uh, yes, that's, that's life. Yeah, you know, that's the way it goes. Uh, so, basically, we just got to do this then, right? You said it. We got no birthdays. So, if you have a birthday, get it in here, and we will wish you a happy birthday. You'll be eligible for four cupcakes from Montessor Cafe. Also, free small drink from the Coffee Lodge. So make sure you get your birthdays here and take advantage of those prizes. It's time for anniversaries. None of those today either. But uh, get them in here. We will do the same. You'll be eligible for our prize, which is, well, it's not our prize. It's Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Homes Prize. They want you to have a great anniversary. They will give you 50 bucks if you're our winning couple at the end of the month. Now it's time for the trait. Those guys just keep going on. Yeah, they do. Uh, time for shopping. Time for uh, trading posts. Buy, sell, trade, giveaway. Four items, four days, four free. We only have the town-wide garage sale. That's more than four items. That's going to be a lot of items. In Culver, Friday and Saturday, September 24th and 25th, you have until 4 o'clock today to submit your information on your sale and be a part of the map they put out of all the sales going on. Where's that at, at coming up? It's Culver, 24th and the 25th. Okay. Friday and Saturday. Need to send your info to um, Karen Heim, uh, kheim at townofculver.org or call 574-842-3140. And that is the trading post for today. Tomorrow, uh, Greg Hildebrand from the Marsh County Economic Development Corporation will be our guest. He is also president of the Marsh County Park and Recreation Board, so we'll be talking to him on two different things. And then on Thursday, we have Halloween. Mr. Morgan is coming in with some students from John Glenn High School. We're going to talk about Halloween and what's coming up. So a couple of good shows, and we do have some more wristbands that we're going to give away, so... Stay tuned for those. Sounds good. Sounds great, as a matter of fact. Very good. All right, you ready to go? I am out of here. All right, I'm out of here, too. Don't forget, join us again tomorrow at 9 o'clock. We'll be here talking. Have a great day.
WTCA Plymouth. Wow. Wow. FM 106.1 and AM 1050. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. President Biden is at the United Nations right now, where he's expected to address the General Assembly in any moment. It is his first appearance there as president. The White House says the president will use the speech to demonstrate his commitment to multilateralism. The importance of reestablishing our alliances after the last several years. In other words, a continued reversal of America first. The United States is not turning inward. Press Secretary Jen Psaki says those who would have thought the U.S. was retrenching from the world following the withdrawal from Afghanistan misread Mr. Biden's intentions. She says the president will also urge global action on climate change. 